0: If your pet always has, for example, slightly low levels in their kidney parameters, they have that repeatedly and it's always low. If that starts to increase, even if it's still within the reference range, that may actually indicate that there is an early onset of kidney disease, for example. Sending off a blood sample to the laboratory is really important when it comes to investigating and managing and monitoring all kinds of different illnesses that our dogs and cats suffer from. But it is important that we don't overinterpret any slight abnormality that they could show. Welcome to Call the Vet, the show that answers all your dog and cat questions so they can live healthier, happier lives. And here's your host, veterinarian, Dr. Alex Avery. Hello and welcome to another episode of Call the Vet. We're on episode number 68 and I'm Dr. Alex, I'm a veterinarian and I'm the founder of OurPetsHealth.com and on this show I answer any and every pet health question that you have to put your mind at ease or to help you make any difficult decisions that may be in front of you or even just to help you feel comfortable that you're doing the best that you can for your dog or cat. So if you've got any questions at all you can simply submit them over at callthevet.org and I may feature them on a future episode. I'll certainly send you an answer um, with some more information. But for now I'm back from my mid-year break. I'm raring to go and get into the great questions that I've got and today's is no different so let's jump into it. And today's question is from Lydia, who wrote, "Could you please kindly look at these blood results? As I'm worried about the white cells, since they are slightly high. When a dog is on heat, does it affect the white cells? As my dog has been on heat for a couple of weeks now, so i um, Lydia. Also, as you can imagine, sent along the blood test results with them. Uh, and and there's a couple of kind of key points here, really. And the first one is to say is that as far as the blood results go, go." in isolation with Lydia's results they're only slightly high white blood cells I wouldn't be overly concerned uh, about the elevation that they show and it's certainly possible that being on heat could be responsible for these mild changes so if we think about um, the white cells that's part of a hematology profile so it's looking at the red and the white blood cells and the platelets and things that are circulating within the blood Uh, and the white blood cells are responsible for the body's immune system and so can be raised in inflammation and infection it can be sometimes quite challenging to know. Uh, what the raise is caused by and again in isolation it's really impossible to say exactly what the problem is but and, and this is really the key thing that i would say so with any blood test results We need to remember that we're treating your pet, your dog or your cat. We're not just treating a piece of paper. We're not just treating a set of results. And so it's important with any blood test that's done and with any investigation that's done, whether it's an ultrasound, an x-ray, a CT scan, a, a bronchoalveolar lavage, where we're looking at the different types of cells and bacteria within the lung, whatever it is, we need to interpret that in light of the full history of our patient, of your pet and within the full physical examination. And we need to think, does that make sense? Uh, Is that a significant finding? Or is that something that we can either ignore, or we can put to the backs of our minds to follow up later on? So, with some mild abnormalities, especially if we're thinking about the biochemistry rather than the, the hematology, so the biochemistry rather than looking at the red and the white blood cells, it's looking at all of the the different uh, kind of molecules that are dissolved in the blood, if you like, uh, and their markers of kidney function and liver function and, all, and, and general body health, the salts and all that kind of thing. So when there's some mild abnormalities in those um, and when the cause is not immediately apparent, it can be a good idea just to follow them up a few weeks later to see if they're normalising, if they're stabilising, if they're stable at that level or if they're deteriorating. Are the levels increasing, which could signify that there actually is a problem related to that that is worth following up. But very often with mild abnormalities, especially if we're dealing with a healthy animal and it's a a routine blood screen, so that might be a pre-anesthetic screen, it might be a geriatric screen, we need to remember that normal is actually different for every individual. Um... And you might say, well, that's fair enough, but that's what the ranges of normal are for. So whenever we have a a specific individual blood test, we have something called reference range, which is the normal levels that the majority of animals would expect to to have their results fall into if there is no problem at all. But these reference ranges, they're based on, they're kind of mathematically derived and they're based on averages and standard deviations. And it means that it would actually be expected that about 5% of all blood results will be outside of these normal reference ranges and that in itself is is just the, the the maths of it if you like. So if you've got a pet and there's some very mild abnormalities and they're actually just outside that normal, then there's a reasonable chance that that could actually be just normal for your individual pet. Like I say, especially if there isn't any particular concern. Obviously, if it's an investigation into a specific disease, it may be that those abnormalities are related to that disease. But that's something for your vet to put together based on the history, based on their um, differential diagnosis, what they expect's going on, based on the physical examination and everything like that. So we can't treat and we don't investigate based simply on blood test results. And and this is another reason why uh, it's often recommended for your senior pet maybe to have an initial screening blood test when they still seem healthy when you don't have any particular concerns because what that then does is assuming that there's no major changes that sets a our, uh, uh, our knowledge of a baseline for that particular individual. So if your pet always has for example slightly low levels in their kidney their kidney parameters they have that repeatedly and it's always low if that starts to increase even if it's still within the reference range that may actually indicate that there is an early on uh, kind of the early onset of kidney disease for example it could also be that the normal for your pet is actually a little bit high so in an older dog a common abnormality that is completely normal is a mild increase in some of the liver parameters it's not a a sign of liver disease it's not a marker of anything nasty that's going on it's completely normal and if you've got if you know that baseline when there is a problem um, or if there is a problem hopefully not when but if there is a problem that your dog is suffering from a disease that they seem to be that seems to be affecting them then if that level is still the same albeit high then you know actually that's not significant and you can concentrate on maybe some of the other changes that there are so with pet health everything is a jigsaw puzzle we we don't look at one piece we don't concentrate on one piece when it comes to working out what's going on we try and put everything together as a whole and we use blood tests as part as one piece of that jigsaw puzzle it's certainly not the whole thing and we can't ignore what's going on with the rest of the body get your questions answered at callthevet.org so that's it for this episode of the podcast. But before I go, I just wanted to make sure that you're aware of my free guide, which is called Pet Health Essentials, which is the guide to help you avoid the most common diseases and injuries that I see every day as a veterinarian in my consult room. If you concentrate on the five steps that I run through in that guide you're going to go a huge way to making sure your dog and cat is living as full a life as possible they're happy they're healthy and comfortable and you can get this guide today simply heading over to ourpetshealth.com slash pet care guide and i'll leave a link in the show notes as well but that's it from me and until next time i'm dr alex this is call the vet take care you've been listening to call the vet Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and we'll see you on the next episode of the show that answers all of your pet questions.